back on the rule of three. Uh, two comics, three topics, ten minutes each. The perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle. Uh, Tim Slagle, I'm your host uh, through these three topics. Uh, on the other end, uh, Mr. Bent Washburn. Hello. Hello, hello. And uh, later in the show, uh, we are going to be talking about Bent's uh, maritime trip to the coal mine. That's right. Uh, we're also going to we're also going to be talking about uh, my travails with pneumatic tires. But uh, the first <laughs> pneumatic topic... tires, pneumatic tire, I like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> pneumatic tires. Okay. The first uh, the first topic on the plate is uh, is an article that Bet sent me. Is a new study suggests hotter than average months corresponded to more deaths by suicide, and the effect isn't limited to the summer. Even warmer winters show the trend. It's crazy. It's uh, based on a study published in Nature Climate Change, which hmm. uh, you know right away I get to that point is gosh, how do you get published in that journal? <laughs> <laughs> Probably by saying uh, it's not real. Or no, wait. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Basically, uh, the mating habits of squirrels are dictated by climate change. Ooh, <laughs> I can. I think I. I might be able to. Even though nature rejected it, I bet you I can get this one in Nature Climate Change. <laughs> yeah, I bet they will. If I can just. <laughs> oh man. So what were the uh, numbers? Apparently, yeah. According to this study, for every one degree Celsius. A rise in temperature, there was a 0.7% increase in suicide rates. Hmm. 0. 0.7. 0.7. I, I, I mean, that is a uh, uh, percent increase. We're talking less than one out of a hundred. It, it's less than. Yeah. Zero. Less right. than for 1%. Every, for every, for every 100, for every 100 suicides, uh, Point seven, yeah. Uh, well, they'll they'll, they'll be uh, one hundred point seven. Yeah, instead. Is that of, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a one percent. Yeah. It's less than one yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on, so 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 if you're you know if you're if you're watching the Golden Gate Bridge, you'll, you're going to see if, if the, you're going to see on a, on a cold day, you're going to see a hundred people jump off. On a on a warm day, you're going to see a hundred point seven. Point seven. You're going <laughs> to. If you see two hundred, yeah, then you might one and a half. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's uh, that takes one degree Celsius. So so yeah, so uh, you know if if the temperature goes up fifty degrees Celsius, which is uh, half the boiling point of water, <laughs> so, <laughs> this could be you will see a fifty. 50 percent increase in suicides, which you know essentially. Uh, just entails walking out the door. I yeah, think at that when point. when it's fifty degrees Celsius warmer, that's true. It would just be uh, actually if that's all we have in suicides at that point. I'd say we're doing well. <laughs> my my problem with this is all a correlation cause thing. I mean, it's completely there is no causal link. They just two things are going up at the same time, and then they're assuming. They're assuming there's some sort of connection, and that is absolutely insane. I don't know how many times we have to tell people that correlation is not cause, especially scientists. It just 
it actually this really ticks me off. This kind of stuff gets me. It makes yeah, well, me actually, laugh, actually, and then I, I get I, angry. I, I do a, I do a bit about that. Is that is that I actually say you know they'll go into uh, they'll go into people's homes that live under high tension power lines and d- discover that there there's more tooth decay. Um, than, than outside of power lines and just right assume that electromagnetic radiation causes tooth decay. F- forgetting the type of homes that, that tend live. to be directly beneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of factors involved. But this one especially, what kills me is temperatures fluctuate. They're always going up and down. So right now we're on an up cycle. Well, you could also, if suicide was lowering... By this logic, you could say – then you would just flip it and say there's less suicide because of global warming. Is that, in other words, two things are always happening at the same time. And to assume that those two things are somehow related is utterly insane. This is sure. – I'm so sick of sure. this. I'm sick of – anything goes up. Yeah, I'm getting angrier. That's because of this. It, they correlate. It's caused. <laughs> it's well, just yeah, stupid. But apparently, but apparently, uh, scientific ignorance goes up. Yeah. As uh, <laughs> as as with a with a, with a temperature too. So so perhaps your disbelief is totally uh, based on the increased temperature. Yeah, that's and it. That, that's what's uh, causing it. Because there's a correlation, so it's a cause. <laughs> I, it bothers me because I, I actually think we're facing some real challenges. We've got 8 billion people, and we're on the, the high end of the predator or the whatever, the, the scale of eating. And we, In other words, I think these are real issues. They're really issues. We're in the middle of a mass extinction. There's real things happening, and we don't have time for this crap. I just think when you're faced with a crisis, the two things you have to watch out for are denial and uh, exaggeration. You know what I mean? The, the people panicking and going nuts about it and, and then regurgitate or uh, generating this kind of garbage. And then people just ignoring it completely, you know? And this kind of garbage yeah, yeah, makes apathy, people ignore which is, it. Which is, which is where I'm at. Because and, I, you know, yeah. some species, I, I fully believe that some species should go extinct. Yeah. I I would have absolutely no problem with the extinction of mosquitoes. Yeah, I hate them too. Uh, for me, for me, that would actually uh, ticks ticks as well. Ticks and mosquitoes. Just, if we want, oh. if those actually became extinct, I would be happy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I I don't see I don't see the necessity to preserve every single species on Earth. Yeah. I I I. I, I I am not convinced that we could not uh, uh, survive if uh, the only animal species left were cows. <laughs> Just us and cows. <laughs> and the only plant okay, left was corn. Okay, this is uh, like corn. your elephant farm idea. I think we're going to go way back. <laughs> Uh, for those who, I, for those who don't for those who don't remember, uh, I'll go back on that. Is that I think that the way we protect elephants just, no, is, is is by legalizing the ivory trade. No, because at that just, point, people no, will will no. will see the value and they will have ivory farms. <laughs> An elephant farm. How many acres would that take? How many continents? Anyway, my. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So so yes, you will have yes, you'll have. Uh, well, no. no, you you could do you could do industrial elephant farms. You could yeah. stack them you, with, with the right kind of cages. You oh, could stack them one on one on top of the sad. other. You're just making me. <laughs> 
shipping and, containers uh, and, stacked full of elephants pooping on top. Of, oh man, yeah, I don't want to think. And hey, then my, once my, uh, once the ivory is harvested, you could you could let them run free. Oh jeez, tuskless. Maybe maybe even give them maybe even give them a, a pair of dentures so they wouldn't uh, be embarrassed by other elephants. Fake, fake tusks, plastic, little. <laughs> It's, it's all feasible. Give them some nice, give, give them some nice porcelain caps. Ugh. Some nice crowns and some no. nice porcelain crowns where, where, where you harvested the ivory. This is all a bad idea. I, <laughs> I am not apathetic about the mass extinction. I mean, they're, they don't happen that often. And usually they happen when, like, I don't know, a meteor slams into the earth <laughs> and kills everything. I, I think it's a big deal. Uh, but these kinds of articles really hurt. I think they they confuse things. They promote apathy. And these are this is horrible stuff. They need to stop this stuff and, and get and be serious about their science. It's just I it, these, these studies annoy the heck out of me. I'm, you know, the, I'm you don't you know that that is that is a, that is a good scary. point. The more the more things that are caused by global warming. Two things. Two things actually. Uh, number one is the more the the more you're barraged by stories like this yeah. day after day, the, the, the more people are. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The more people are turning off. But 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 by the same token, when when everything can be attributed to global warming, yeah. it's no longer a science. Yeah, and it, because and it you means, need yeah. things that are not affected by global warming in order to prove that it's valid. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's well. When this, when this correlation cause thing becomes proof, we're done because any thinking person goes, "Well, this is garbage." But like I say, I think it's a serious problem. I really, the more I've been studying it over the years, I've changed and become. I worry about it. I mean, I think I humans are weird. We we are able to be more worried about our own death than the extinction of our entire species. It seems it's strange. I will actually, I, even though I'm worried about a mass extinction, I love to walk through the museum and look at all the animals that are now extinct. And I guess I just think, well, that'll never happen to us. But, eh. <laughs> the, all, the, all the charts seem to indicate it, it will. But, you know, eventually every well, animal evolves or goes away. So, Well, uh, uh, it, there is something that goes away, and that's, uh, the that's these segments. Back on the rule of three. Uh, in the final episode, we are uh, going to be talking about working in a coal mine. Uh, as Banton and his son actually uh, visited one, we did a little while back. Uh, but in this episode, I had uh, I had an interesting experience. I have uh, I have a car that uh, that has the tire pressure monitor system on it. They're uh, pneumatic, and- as you mentioned. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, they, they, we we now use pneumatic. We now use tubeless pneumatic tires. It, uh, <laughs> a marvelous, marvelous invention of uh, uh, sometime in the uh, I think the twenties that allowed uh, that, that that allowed a cushier ride 
and uh, uh, less raw materials to be used yeah. in, uh, in in the construction of a wheel. Made them made them lighter, so uh, lighter, faster. Uh, and, and unfortunately, sometimes they, even though no matter how good the technology gets, they lose air. Uh, yeah. Most yeah. often on a cold day, uh, they they don't actually lose air; the air contracts. And and people get that uh, get that annoying yellow light on their dashboard. Yes, that uh, that you can't figure out. It's actually a uh, cutaway of a tire with uh, with an exclamation point in it. That's There's right. A, what that what that yeah. image is? It looks like a, it looks like an emoji. It looks like a, a hipster with a big nose. Well, then is it is. <laughs> kind of <laughs> looks. That's like. what I'm going to call it. And, and and the reason why is the Department of Transportation decided that everybody should be able to monitor their tire pressure from inside the car. Apparently, uh, going around the car with a tire gauge was just too much work for everyone, and mm. it wasn't good for the environment because uh, people were driving on underinflated tires, which uses a, a little bit more gas. I, I don't know is how that why? much. Is that what uh, it was, or was it just – I assumed it was just accidents, like people were just – wrecking and cra- crashing or no it was just it was that because of gas it, mileage or? i'm sure i'm sure it was a, i'm sure it was a, a little bunch of things but it was yeah, a mandate a bunch of things, it was yeah. a mandate and now it's a it's a now another one of those annoying yellow lights on your dashboard mm-hmm. well yeah it came on it came on for me and uh the it turns out it wasn't actually it wasn't actually the the the, the my tires were low because i'm i'm very good i'm i'm, I'm old school I, I, I go around with a tire gauge from time to time, all. make sure the tires I've got a uh, I've got a compressor in my garage to make sure that they're all topped up properly. Do you hear that? A compressor, and, not uh, even just a pump, a compressor. Have you ever no. tried to use a bicycle pump to pump to blow up a car tire bit? <laughs> Sadly I have. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you, you're right. You need a it's, compressor. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I think uh, I, I think only people only do that in cartoons. Yeah, but I call it. But, I mean, I just call it a pump. But you're right. It's a compressor. I just I like the law, the words you're using. Pneumatic and compressor. Go on. This is good. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so, so anyway, I uh, yeah, I even top up the spare. I don't normally use a spare. I always keep a little hint, a uh, little hint for everybody. Uh, I always keep a can of that fix a flat in my yeah. trunk. Yeah, yeah. And especially especially on vacation when that when you fill up your trunk with garbage, and, and, and you you see all the time people with all their garbage out on the side of the road get digging for that tire. Uh, much yeah. easier just to have a can of fix a flat. It is uh, more than once has saved me. From uh, from slowing traffic, you just throw There's it everyone in the trunk. Docks. Great, yeah, yeah. You can just you can just pull that out. You don't have to dig all the way to the bottom. Don't have to dig out the jack. It just uh, it, it it actually does work. It saved me on a number of occasions. Um, however, it, there was no flat. It was just the the tire pressure monitor had ceased to function. So, so you had a broken I monitor. looked it up. Hmm. I found out how to I found out how to calibrate it. Uh, what you do is you uh, put your car in the run mode, and you push the lock and unlock button at the same time on your key fob. What? And what happens then is the the horn honks twice, now and this... that shows you that you're now you're now in the realignment mode. What? Are you are you just making this it... up? 
Are you? No, I'm not making this up. What? This is all serious. Horn is... goes beep beep. That it says uh, so, and then you go to your you go to the you start with the left front tire, and uh, uh, you let out about five pounds of air, and uh, and then it goes beep to indicate that that one has been logged into the prior pressure monitor. Then you go over to the uh, uh, right right front tire, and then you do the same thing. And so I start letting out pressure, and I go, huh, it's, it isn't honking. So I better start my compressor so that, you know, I can, I can fill it back up because I might have to let a lot of air out of this. So I, 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 I keep letting air out. I keep letting air out. I keep letting air out. Uh, still no honk. So huh. I said, well, I better, put, I better put the air back in. And all of a sudden, my compressor made a horrible noise that, I, that I've never heard before. <laughs> and uh, there, was, there was no air. There was... <laughs> it stopped. I busted. My compressor busted. Oh. And, uh, and, and now I have purposely flattened one of my tires. <laughs> well, that's excellent. It, it, serves, it serves you right for being a DYI, a do-it-yourselfer. You, the reason we have those monitors is to generate business for mechanics. You were supposed to take that to mechanic, and then they were going to charge you for a new transmission. That's what those lights are all about. <laughs> Not about tires. It's an exclamation point as in, oh, my blank, I'm going to get screwed today for something by a mechanic. You're not supposed to do it yourself. This is wild. I didn't know you could do this. This is crazy. So, uh, Did yeah. It... So, so essentially, so, so, so now I have, now I have to be, I have to be somewhere in a half hour. It's, I thought this little job, I thought this little job was going to take about 10 minutes. Now I got a flat tire. Got to be somewhere in a half hour. So, uh, I limp it to the gas station on the corner, about a half mile away. Uh -huh. uh, drive really slow so I don't pull the tire or the flat tire off the yeah. rim. Oh, no, I didn't, yeah. you know, uh, I didn't want to waste a can to fix a flat. What? And uh, I did not want to pull out the pull out the spare. Wait, so I wait, just drove stop, it. stop right there. Did you say waste a can and fix it flat? Because I mean, if you have yeah. a flat tire, it is not a waste to put. How I don't understand why. Why wouldn't you just use the fix it flat? Well, because because it also has like gum in there. The the the, the kind of the oh, kind of plugs the hole. Got it. And there's got no it. hole, so there's no there's yeah. no real need to do that. Got it. Okay. And got it. Uh, and they don't have much. They don't have much pressure in there anyway. Usually, usually they only inflate them to the point where this one was anyway. Oh, got it. Got so it. Uh, okay. I, I limp it to the gas station, okay. and I'll be damned. I'm driving around the gas station. I can't find an air pump. So now you're just crawling around. You're driving around like a ninety-year-old <laughs> no, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm looking for a timing light for, yeah. to set my ignition. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. it's like no, we we don't we don't use this stuff anymore, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's who puts who, no, who puts air in their tires anymore? Oh, and uh, I, I realized I actually realized uh, that that it's part of the vacuum. They had a car wash, and they have vacuums outside there. Yeah. And it's a vacuum and air pump. Yeah. So I pull up to that, and it's uh, got an out-of-order sign on it. <laughs> it's got what? It just, it just keeps getting. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And it's a dollar now anyway. It's uh, oh, fortunately, fortunately, I went to another gas station. Uh, they had one. Uh, uh, it worked. Filled it up. 
made it to where I had to be before it closed. So it wasn't uh, – the story had a happy ending. Disaster it was, it was averted. News. I had no idea. A dollar. That's what it costs to use their air hose now. A dollar. For air. For to yeah. use their compressor. Well, it's yeah, they give pennies away for free at the counter. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can do you that because they're charging pay. a buck for air. That's how I, <laughs> I'd give pennies away too if I was charging a buck for air. Why not? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, that's the story. That's uh, I that's just my, that's my I flat just, tire story. I am shocked that you would try to adjust to re the monitor. What do you call it? The monitor. You would try the tire to do that pressure your, monitor. Tire pressure monitor yeah. with your key fob, and then think you could do that in a half an hour. I just and you, well, nothing, you can't. It's supposed to. It's supposed to just go. It's just supposed to five pounds honk, five pounds honk, five pounds honk. Pump it all back up, and you're and you're ready to go. It, it, it's only supposed to be like a, it's only supposed to be like a you know like a ten minute job. What, what I realize now, what I realize, yeah. is that there's batteries in those sensors that uh, that, that that send the signal. Ah. Uh. And the car's 12 years old, and the batteries are probably dead. Yeah. So basically, basically, I've got to spend like 200 bucks yeah. to get those batteries replaced. And that is or, why we have that light on the dash. That's the lobby that put that on yeah, there. I think so. Exactly. So uh, with any luck, that light will burn out in, a, in about 10,000 <laughs> miles. Just put a piece of black electric tape over it so it doesn't bother you. <laughs> Fixed. That's cheap. <laughs> And uh, speaking of burning out, we are out of time on this one. I work behind the counter all summer, counting sweaty dollars that I get from you. And sinking nickels from your beverage holders come through the and drive the final uh, Ben is, uh, is Ben uh, at sea for uh, for the, uh, most of July now, correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, all of July, part of June, on the Mazdam, Holland America Mazdam, just going between Boston and Montreal, and stopping at ports. Back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. Stopping at the ports along the way, the Bar Harbor yesterday, today we're on, uh, then, no, Halifax yesterday, Bar Harbor before in Maine. And then today we're in Sydney. We are in Sydney, Prince Edward Island. And it was a week ago today that my son, my son was on board with me for two weeks, my 13-year-old son. And we went and saw a coal mine. We visited uh, the coal mines of Cape Breton, which I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't know they had cold this it doesn't seem like you could mine it this close to the ocean that's how sophisticated i am with my understanding of how things work <laughs> you know i think mining by the sea is like when i dig holes in the beach it fills up with water i would just assume and uh actually sure. i'm kind of right i'm kind of right about that actually but they have ways they uh they have mined under the yeah ocean. they have these things they have these things called pumps <laughs> Or compressors. And they're not, I don't know. Uh, they're not, the they're not bicycle pumps. They're not bicycle pumps either. They're, they might have been. At, they might have been at one point back when labor was cheap. Yo, oh yeah. It's like, geez, should we bring it? Should we bring in some in, uh, a steam engine to pump that water out? Nah. nah. We got nah, We still got some Cape Bretoners. <laughs> so my son, my son and I did this tour 
Uh, the Old Dominion was the company that owned the, the coal mine. It was the coal mines of Cape Breton. Uh, and I took my son, 13. He was with me for two weeks. He got bored. Uh, within the first 30 minutes, I would say he was bored. That's, <laughs> that's normal, yeah. and it's my yeah. fault. Yeah. Hey, here's a here's a shovel. Let's see how bored you are now. <laughs> yeah, especially the coal mine. He was he liked the coal mine. No, I'm saying of the cruise. He got bored of the cruise, which is why we went to the coal mine. You know, he was. Oh, okay. Yeah, he gets tired on the ship, but uh, anyway, uh, we went to the coal mines. Uh, well, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. The thing is, is is because it's a uh, because it's a, a a northeast. You know, it's like a northeastern harbor tour. I'm guessing there's not a lot of kids his age on the cruise. There aren't. There, there were uh, one week they had almost sixty his age, which isn't bad. And they would oh. meet. They would meet up in the evening, which he enjoyed. It's just. Uh, and yeah. talk about how bored they are. Yeah, so I'm bored. You're bored. I'm bored too. And then they play Uno. Oh, I'm but so bored. At that age, you're bored. It seems when you're 13, I've decided the problem is Disneyland, trick or treating, all that magic is gone, and you haven't yet hit puberty to where girls are going to fill that void. So you're kind of in this, and they just sit around. He's like, I'm bored, and they're angry. And as, as my friend Don pointed out, well, yeah, of course, <laughs> duh. You know, which I pointed out to him, too. Like, yeah, of course you're bored. It's always been boring and stupid. It's this whole thing is the only fun thing has been watching you somehow be enamored by all this boring, stupid stuff. And now that's over, <laughs> too. So but the coal mine was awesome. I, I highly recommend visiting a coal mine. Have you ever visited one or been down in one? Well, uh, uh, yes and no. Um, there is a coal mine in Chicago. It, it, really? uh, that uh, it, it's it, it, but it's not actually a, a coal mine. It's a, it's an exhibit in the Museum of Science and Industry oh. in uh, uh, in in Chicago, a and it's a mock up. It's a mock up. Yeah, it's a fake coal mine. But I mean, it's like it has all the uh, it has all the coal mining things. Is uh, you know you get you get at least it did when I what I remember I haven't been down there since I was a kid. Yeah. But you get in a, a coal mine elevator and you go down and it simulates going way way down and you get out and it's dimly lit and the guide has a miner's hat and there's there's canaries chirp. They have live canaries oh, they, down there. Oh. Oh, they even that? Do you have to bend over the whole time you're walking through there? And no, what, yeah, no, this they one they don't make you do the whole tour. It's the the ceiling is about maybe four feet eight inches. Oh wow! And so everyone's maybe five five feet. So everyone's just hunched over, and you're walking under there, and it's wet. And then he proceeds to tell you the story, the history. Of the coal mines, boy, that's kind of that's kind of creepy. That's kind of that's kind of oh, yeah. like a like a like a haunted house that w with Absolutely. real ghosts. It was awesome. There was so many. First thing I learned, did you know they had uh, donkeys, little little uh, horses, ponies down in those coal mines, and that once they got into the coal mine, they never left. They they their whole life was in that coal mine. They did uh, at huh. one point. They decided to start. Once the coal miners with their unions got some days off, uh, they did start bringing the donkeys or the little ponies up for a two-week vacation in the summer where they would have to gradually expose their eyes to sunlight. 
without so they wouldn't blind them. Just crazy, crazy huh. stuff. I had no idea. And I also when and you what just, and what do they get to do? What do they get to do on their leave? Why why uh, entertain at children's birthday parties? <laughs> put kids on their back. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, so yeah, so after two weeks of birthday parties, they're like, "Oh man, I can't wait to get back, back underground." In <laughs> no, they they frolic <laughs> in a meadow and then they make them go back, which had to be like, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, it was uh, fascinating wow. stories. The story. So, of- so so I would I would guess that the the rate of donkey suicide is uh, directly <laughs> proportional to the amount of carbon that's going into the atmosphere. Probably. I <laughs> donkey suicide. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, it was fascinating. It uh I learned about uh all the the early history of uh coal mining and the labor. The when you hear those stories from the early 1900s, late 1800s, you learn about these huge corporations and their connections to government and big business, and then how the labor, the typical worker got caught in there. You do understand why we ended up with unions. I mean, you, oh, okay, of course you have a union. <laughs> you can't if you yeah. the way the company store operated, and just the sure. way they insane just. Insane, but one connection that I didn't know about was that the the old Dominion Coal or Dominion Coal that owned this company they got a monopoly of all the coal mines. The 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 province got one dollar for every ton of coal they brought out, so the government was getting a kickback basically on the volume of coal that comes out of there is what it turns into. So. What it turns into then is any kind of a strike, like when the workers say, hey, we're sick of 11-hour days, and we don't think uh, – like if my husband gets injured, we don't think you should have the ability to force my son to go work in his place in the coal mine, you know, or the way the company wow. stores. Yeah, sure, because you wouldn't want your members of parliament to be forced into drinking 12-year-old whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so get back, get back, get, get back in get there. Get back to work. Uh, we need the we need the extra cash. Yeah, isn't it? It's so. It was really Corrupt. amazing to hear the true stories of how these people finally just rose up and just. I mean, they got. It's the, a lot of them died just in full on. We can't do this. Sure. Anymore. Here's the, here's the here's the question. Here's the question I have as uh, as we're rapidly approaching the end of this segment. Yep. Uh, are they still pulling coal out of there, or is that is it closed? Is it just a they museum did, now? They did close just to, I think ninety something, and by the time they closed, they had a shaft that went six miles under the ocean. It you know not straight down deep. You have to go a certain number of feet below the seabed before the water will you know. But they had – that shaft had extended a full six miles out in, under the ocean under wow. the Cape. And uh, taking coal coal out of there. And it was – it was really uh, – I highly recommend the Cape Breton Mines to go on that uh, that tour. It was fun. It's, a, it's actually – it actually kind of makes you uh, appreciate strip mining, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, honestly, crouching, you know, donkeys oh, yeah. spending their whole lives uh, uh, 
people having eight hours, eight, ten yeah. hours a day crouched over and four foot, not knowing at any minute that the ocean yeah. might come crashing through. Yeah, you uh, I, you know, right. one guy, one guy driving a truck, a big truck and a backhoe, and the one guy apart. in a backhoe in the sunshine is, is kind of attractive, kind of nicer. Just, yeah, <laughs> let's just shave off the top of this mountain, and then we can use that flatland for an elephant farm. We need to. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it does when you see how hard that life was. I guess you could see how someone would say, "Hey, sure. I'm not going down there anymore." But man, and that brings us to the end of another uh, happy episode of the Rule of Three. Uh, all the episodes uh, you can uh, uh, listen to on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can, or you can go to uh, our our respective websites. TimSlegel.com is mine. It's on the front page on mine. How about you, Ben? Oh, it's tucked away in the store still. It's bentwashburn.com. You have to go to my store and then click that tab that says podcast. That's how. Yeah, uh, I need to get it fixed. <laughs> bentwashburn.com. <laughs> and if you. And if you like the show, send us an email. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, do if something. You don't like let it. us know. Let us know. Let us know you're there. What you yeah. like, what you don't like. We don't care. Insult us if you want. We we can handle it. And uh, other than that, we'll see you all next week.